Congratulations. Congratulations. You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the base number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. So if anybody wants to get a hold of us, they should give us a call, 419-351-6606. You can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast, or you can um, email us, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. Kate and I are only and always representing uh-huh. ourselves on this podcast. We are never representing or speaking on behalf of an institution, an organization, a company, etc. That's right. Also, it's a art project and protected by all the legal protections that that entails. Okay, and may soon we take donations. If you want to go to congratulationspinetree.com and hit the donate button, you can join our golden medallion tier <laughs> our golden sustaining medallion club. donor level along with our dear donor Jim Prosser and our very fabulous donor Anonymous. Mm-hmm. May soon people got back to us about this bird tour that I know. you I was do thinking you even about remember? You. We had loads of people saying, Yes, loads. yes, please take us on the tour. May loads soon of I people? can't wait for your encyclopedic knowledge. Oh, we're just going to bring the fucking book with us. Well, here's the deal, people. That might not come to pass until maybe springtime or something, but everyone who contacted us, I did tell everyone we would let them know when we were doing it. And How many the people, people do that think contacted we have so us, far? dozens. So all the dozens of people that contacted us, we'll let you know when that happens. I think we should wait. Let's until... do a twenty-four hour notice, like a surprise, surprise. Walk. We'll give you a good month in advance notice. <laughs> if we can, I think we probably need to do less than that with this pandemic situation. I hate to talk about the pandemic because I know everyone's talking Sick about it, it, hearing about, about it all the time. Constantly. Yeah. But it's pretty bad, huh? It's really bad. It's really bad. Like, it's worse than it's ever been. Yes. It's yes. B- as bad as it's ever been. Like, hospitalizations are at the peak. Like, they're tied with the absolute topmost peak. And I feel like everyone's acting like, oh, well, Omicron is mild. Okay, cool. It's mild, but it's infecting so many more people that even if it's, like, even if it's mild, it's still less sending people to the hospital. Illness, yeah. That's so many more people. So it actually doesn't really, when you shake it all out, it's still a lot of people getting sick. I know there's lots of, lots of, I mean, I, I got an email from Wattis today that said they were po- postponing the opening. The Their exhibition is opening, but they're not having an opening reception because of the uh, Omicron. I think a lot of um, institutions are going to be doing that. I know there's a couple organizations out there who are sort of having their staff go back to working from home for the time being and just yeah. doing like you know by appointments only uh to see shows and whatnot so yep. it kind of feels like we're heading back in it almost feels like the beginning times again except for we're all we all know what's going on so it's not as well it's scary but it's not like as not doing anything right it's not quite as like um petrifying i got i heard that too from the wattis but do go check out that show it's going to be josh fought Look across the water into the darkness. Look for the fog. And that is going to be January 13th through March 5th. I love that title so much. You're going to have to show your vaccination card at the uh, at the reception desk there. And are they requiring that you're boosted? Like some organizations I think are now are now sort of determining whether or not they want to require. Like if they were requiring yeah, vaccination status. That. Yeah. 
if they're also not requiring that you're boosted. Or you can present a negative COVID test from the past three days. Right. Also, masks are mandatory. Um, I, I feel that the art gallery world, at least for galleries, maybe not at SF MoMA, but at art galleries, I think social distancing was kind of already happening before COVID. Yeah, I think it's just, I really think it's the events that make it <laughs> difficult, you know, just when you are expecting in more than five people in your tiny little space, like that's when things get right. a little bit sketchy. Okay, that's all we're saying about COVID. That's it. If you don't know, go to the news. Look at the charts. Some of these charts, they didn't have yeah. enough room in the chart for this line. I know. <laughs> They're it's crazy. It's crazy to look at it from like, you know, the earlier, from like the last, I guess from the Delta surge. It's just like double double and so quick the time is so quick it's crazy it's but then i did hear today that i did hear a doctor say today that the decline will be almost as fast as the incline yeah that's what i've been hearing too some states are already going down like i think rhode island okay that's all we're saying about it may soon here's the deal the san jose museum of art is having a community day on saturday february 5th so hopefully by february 5th things will be better okay that's all i'm saying about it that's my last mention it's gonna be 11 a.m to 4 p.m welcome the year of the tiger for lunar new year you can enjoy either a live or virtual experience there you have an online as well visit in person pick up a free art kit then view outside dance and cultural performances in addition online art making videos will be featured on YouTube. They're also ha- doing some art and math thing. I really got to re-embrace my math journey this year. I kind of, I was oh, trying to learn how right. to do you're, math. You're trying to become a math expert. I think you well, need to focus on one start. thing at a time. You're also trying to learn Portuguese math expert. Yeah, I have You've a, lot a lot of different on. projects. Yeah, I think I just need to get some psychiatric help for my adult ADHD. <laughs> So Aren't you also trying to do, learn one. coding at one point? You're trying to build something well, with another artist? Well, that's why I was learning math was to be able to make a machine learning algorithm. Right. But first I had to conquer high school algebra. And how far did you get on that? Not very far. Not very far. Okay. <laughs> Were you doing self-learning or did you I actually got enroll in a class? systems of equations. I was doing it a free course on Khan Academy, which actually is oh. really great and I can't recommend it enough. Oh, cool. Celebrate one. Back at the San Jose Museum of Art, celebrate 100 days of school with a pixel art tutorial. Pixelate an image into a grid and then utilize different mark making tools to do all kinds of stuff. They also have um, a lot of other stuff. If you want more info, you can email education at sjmusart.org. Nice. I don't get down there enough. You go down there quite a bit for family stuff, don't you? Sure do. My great-great-grandpa's grave is down there. And you go and visit that about once a week, don't you, lately? Once a day. (laughs) You're just basically moved in. You're like, great-grandpa, can I snuggle in with you? Great-great-grandpa. Actually, my great-grandpa's over there, too. Oh, okay, so you got the whole whole family down there. But it's my great-great-grandpa that I have the real (laughs) affinity for over there in the Catholic cemetery. Oh, yeah. Okay, Maysoon, have you heard of this Qualia Contemporary Art Gallery? I feel like I read about that recently or got an email. Is this new or tell me more about it? I don't know. They started emailing me. They're down there in Palo Alto at 328 University Avenue. And they have a new show opening up, Abstract Painting, Form and Content, Mm. a life 
painting and 42 years teaching at RISD wow. by David Fraser. And that is opening January 16th at 1 p.m. Um, they're doing a webinar mm-hmm. where they're going to chit chat about stuff with David Fraser, who is a former professor at RISD. I wonder if they call it a webinar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like so not what a webinar means to me. <laughs> An artist talk. Can't get enough from a <laughs> webinar. Uh, they're still figuring it out. It's cool. It's great. They're located in the heart of downtown Palo Alto. I just don't go down there enough. I mean, I don't go down the there South at Bay all, Mason. is what I'm going to say. I, enough was the wrong you word will. to describe that. I was like, actually, there is no enough for me. I'm fine not going down there at all. Oh, how dare you? No, I mean, I'd um, like to Mason, go to San Jose, though, but I'm not interested in Palo Alto at all. What What am I doing down in Palo Alto? We got to hit up everything. We got to go to the peninsula. We got to do everything. Do you have a car when yet? things are good again. Well, let's take Caltrain. Oh, I don't like it on the train. It's people. <laughs> I'm telling you, the damn snork mask. You keep <laughs> just shit talking the snork mask and it would solve so many problems for us. How come you don't have a snork mask? Maysoon, they got that eight bridges oh, is yeah. happening. Actually, yeah. There's some shows I really want to go see. I need to get my ass out there. Excuse me for swearing. They're, what, eight bridges? No, no, I was Wait, just thinking what? about, like, Jessica Silverman has the, there's a Sadie Barnett show up over there that I would, would actually really like to see. Um, oh, I yeah. I think that opened go recently. see all that so stuff. I think where there's time still. What the hell is eight bridges? I still don't get it. It's a platform. It's just online? Sorry, I just like that. It's a platform, period. Don't you know what I mean by that? Okay. No, what is that? My, I don't totally know. It seems like it's a group of galleries that get um, highlighted throughout the month. On the internet. Via these emails, is my understanding. It seems like it's a, you know, a collective of galleries that sort of are pushing pushing PR for one another. It's sort of my, my feeling on it. Some of these paintings I like. They're great galleries, yeah. Okay, very well. And then you, of course, have... Ooh, we got an email from a listener. Oh, I love those. Ready for this, Mason? Are you just... Yes. Hopefully it's good. Oh, my God. What if they yell at us? Okay. Are they yelling at us? They're yelling at us. They're so mad. Oh, fuck. Really? No, Shit. they want to go okay, on the fucking it. lake tour. Damn you, Maysoon. <laughs> okay, thank you, listener. We will keep you posted on the lake tour, which Maysoon will be hosting. Okay. I'll host it. We got an email in from Nina Sazovich. We're going to comment. You and I are going to wear uniforms, matching uniforms. We're going to each have a pair of binoculars. Oh, my God. And we're going to have the Alex Harris book. That's it. That's What uniform? I do have a green jumpsuit. We'll wear wear jumpsuits. Done. Okay, fantastic. Easy. Okay, done. May soon there is an upcoming exhibit in San Francisco in late January that brings together 49 of the actual large-scale plywood murals painted on the facades of many, many businesses here in the city that boarded up their windows at the height of the pandemic. The City Canvas, a paint-the-void retrospective, celebrates the many artists who became essential workers on the front lines of the pandemic. That's a little much, I'd say. That's a little over the top. That's a little much. Bringing hope and beauty to San Francisco during a dark time. At the start of the pandemic, two women who run a full-service art agency here called Building 180. Have you heard of that? No. Who are their, what are their names? I don't know. Simultaneously saw the need to create employment opportunities for artists struggling to make ends meet at the time and to bring some hope and joy to the city streets when everything felt so uncertain and fearful. Okay, this is going to be... First of all... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Go ahead. 
You're mad? Are you mad already? I'm just kind of, I'm just sort of, okay, I... Wait, can I just, let me give you the I full, like... wait, wait, before you okay, cast dispersions, just know that it is going to be January at San Francisco's historic Pier 70. It features 49 plywood murals. Okay, Kate, I need to take a moment. I'm going to tell you now I'm going to start clicking on my computer. Don't you dare click. Please. Don't you click. Can you please look up the, the group? I need to know more. Okay, wait, I have my phone. What am I talking about? What are they called? Building 180. All their sponsors or all their clients, Meow Wolf, Amazon, Atlassian, Twitch, Google, National Park Service, Port of San Francisco, Frenette Branca, Walt Disney, founders and partners, Shannon Riley and Meredith Winner. Okay, tickets are $10. It's just a suggested donation, though. To see the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I just have lots of... I just... I don't I have lots of weird not weird feelings I just uh one I feel like artists were just taking to the streets as it is painting what they felt like what messages needed to be heard in that moment in those moments you know and then and then companies started to be like oh we want to get on the bandwagon and do cool murals for these businesses like these restaurants that are like scared of the neighborhood and like put up boards, you know, like there's just, I just feel like there was a yeah, lot of weird. Yeah, there was, it did feel like at that the beginning it was like moment. messages about police violence and state violence. And yeah. Or even like, stuff you know, the persevering the pandemic, like sort of like yeah. messages of hope, like because there was nothing going on. The streets were completely dead. Everyone was freaked out and artists were just sort of like, well, let's just paint on this thing. Yeah, and you know? then it kind of became more like, I feel like in downtown Oakland, and this is all from downtown, this is from San Francisco, so di- yeah, it's different, okay. obviously, but I felt like in Oakland, they started doing it to, like, make it more business-friendly, like the stuff that the yeah. businesses started sponsoring were Let's support the businesses. less about yeah. messaging and more about just making it look nice. And I just, that is, like, problematic to me. I also think it's weird that they are, like, exhibiting these panels that lived on the street during like a very volatile time which is still it just sort of feels weird it's like yeah we're still in the pandemic things are still boarded up (laughs) it's like and now you have an exhibition and a pier i don't know it just feels like it's not meant to last are you going to sell them now too so now they're becoming like commodities it just it's just this whole thing yeah it just rubs me the wrong way let's go see the show okay well yeah let's go I've never been to one of these big the gigantic. I'm actually not interested. I want to go. Okay, I'll go with you. Okay. I'll go and I'll be a good sport and I will be open-minded. I promise. Open heart, open mind. Are you going to take mushrooms? Open heart, open mind. I don't. I'm not. I don't really do drugs. I really wish I did, actually. Okay, well, get a Sometimes little mushrooms. I think it would help we me so much. Have listeners actually, I've been thinking about microdosing. People, what do you think about microdosing? I think it's for pussies. I feel like it's a new therapy, right? <laughs> Therapy, the therapy stuff is all about ketamine now. Oh, I don't want to do ketamine. Well, don't be doing ketamine. Do, like, Just get a nice, good, regular-sized dose of mushrooms. Listeners, if you want to help okay. me soon go on a spiritual, <laughs> open-heart, open-mind journey, ugh, microdosing <laughs> is for bullshit. Give us a call. 419-351-6606. And keep in mind, this is an art project. It's also satire and parody. So nothing we're saying can be acted upon legally. Nothing is real. Okay, we got a... I never did drugs as a kid. I feel like I kind of missed out, you know, a little bit. Oh, my God, Mason. Somebody sent you a very elaborate email about your grain-free situation. Oh. <laughs> cool. I'm just going to oh forward my God. Was that, that in to the you. Last... 
It's all about squash. Ooh, I'm so excited. Oh, I love squash, except for I'm not about to buy. I am not, but I'm not going to buy a zoodler. You know, those zoodles, zoodles where you like put your squash through the zoodler and then you have fake noodles or like whatever noodles. I'm not going to do that. I just, it's not something when I'm not eating grains, it's not something I'm ever going to use. I love eating squash. You don't love don't big booty zoodles? Squash noodles. No. I love zoodles. There was a zoodle restaurant over by uh, um, the Oakland City Hall. I think it was called Zoodles. Okay. Oh, really? See, I would go check out the Zoodle <laughs> I, restaurant. I loved it. it well, the food wasn't great, I would but eat I Zoodles in a context where I didn't have to make them, 100%. Or if I came over to your house and Katie was like Zoodling away, I'd be like, cool, can I have some Zoodles with yeah, you? Yeah, we're definitely not making Zoodles here either. Anything where Do you, you have to get a Do you need me to buy you a Zoodle for your, uh, yeah. just as like a little gift or something? Yes. Yeah? Fuck yeah. Okay, cute. I'd make apple Maybe Zoodles. Maybe I'll give you a little post-Christmas gift. I would make apple Zoodles well, which would be can you get an apple through the zoodler? I think you could zoodle up some. <laughs> I think you could zoodle anything. I would do. A, how about a carrot zoodle? That sounds really fun. Yeah, you could be making little fun little pastries or something with this stuff. Shit! Then I'm gonna get jealous when I see how much fun you guys are having with the zoodler. Then I'm gonna have to get one myself. And Jimbo's gonna be like, "No more kitchen stuff." You're gonna be so jealous of our zoodles. I'm going to be so jealous. You're going to have to invite me over once a month for something zoodled. Hey, Jack Fisher's got a show up. Oh, you don't say. There's cool. also a new show at Bass and Reiner. It's called App. It's okay. It's by Greg Rick and it's called Active that- Shooter at My Baptism. Yeah. That painting looks incredible. I was pretty interested in that. I want to go see that show too. Greg Remember last Rick week how I was really a- into that one painting? Oh, well, Greg Rick is an MFA candidate at Stanford. He began making art shortly after returning from Iraq where he served in the U.S. Army. With this series of paintings, he offers perfectly violent, colorful, large-scale versions of skewed yet familiar tales inspired by graffiti art and muralist traditions. Rick's work addresses lifelike narratives while navigating between personal tragedies, loss, and a sense of duty, contemplating the meaning of universal chaos and its manifestation, or what he calls the conjunction of memory and self-exploration, reflecting on the absurdness and monumentality of history. And he grew up in Minneapolis, which is in the Midwest. Midwestern. And is therefore my Midwestern brother. Yep, mine too. Should we invite listeners to a Midwestern get-together? Oh, God, now you're going to have me making casseroles. (laughs) No, if they're zoodles. Zoodle casserole. We could do a zoodle. We could zoodle up some zucchini and put a like a whole fucking brick of cheese on top. That's it. <laughs> Just Maybe a whole some, brick like, of cream up cheese. saltines. Put throw it all in the <laughs> crock pot. Okay, Mason. Throw it all in the crock pot. Yes. Okay, I have two things to yes, say. Kate? Number one, air fryers are absolutely trending right now, and air fryers are a goddamn <laughs> dirty lie. They're just a small what do you do with convection them? oven. That's all they are. Oh. It doesn't fry okay. shit. People, wake the fuck up. Oh, Kate's going off, people. Be careful. <laughs> I also don't trust that people are cleaning them properly. Is it that? Is it that people are using an air fryer because it's like the healthier way to go than like actually just frying on your stove? Is that the deal? Well, there's no frying at, it involved whatsoever. No frying. This is a little appliance. It kind of is like a coffee machine, you know, where you have like a basically like a little pocket, like a little pot thing, but not really a pot. It's like a a little cabinet. <laughs> this 
is the worst explanation. Oh my lord. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I love it. I'm like, I'm trying to envision okay. a pocket. No, a cabinet. Okay. It's a like drawer. a little thing that you take out. You can throw whatever you want in there. You can put your fucking, you know, chicken wings or whatever you want. You put them in a little thing. Okay. It's And it's all it's doing is convection oveny. It's just heating it. Okay. There's not any oil, unless you're adding oil, unless you're putting oily food in there. It's so why is it called an air fryer? I find that these very motherfuckers, misleading. all they want to do is just reinvent the fucking wheel and resell you the same shit that's existed forever. Does the Home Shopping Network still exist? All this shit, the Zoodler, the air fryer, all those things that have been on the Home Don't Shopping Network back in my childhood day. Don't you dare the Zoodler with day. the air fryer? <laughs> It's true, though. All of that stuff would be like, and today on the Home well, Shopping Network, yeah, and they talk about Ron it for Popeil. four hours somehow. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I, I just it. had to get that off my chest. But then the second thing is, people have been pining. <laughs> people oh. have been clamoring for us Good to one. talk about the ICA again. They're about to, the San Francisco right. ICA, they're about to have their big yep. grand opening, right? Okay, we could say, though, if you missed if you missed the episode where we... Um, invited people from the arts community to, you know, share their feelings about the new ICA, I would recommend that you go ahead and listen to that. We'll put the link to it in the underworld. Yeah, because I think people can, you know, if you're going to go to the opening, go to the opening, have a great time. But here's some things to think about while you're there or maybe to discuss with someone while you're there. Actually, we did get another comment from someone that I don't think we ever read. So for all the people that wanted to talk, wanted more talk about the fucking ICASF or whatever, here's the email in that we got. I'm reaching out because I want to connect with you about the ICASF. I was a bit disappointed that the Reckless Pessimism episode, that was the episode where we talked about it, didn't mention what is going on with the ICA San Jose now that Allie Gass has left the institution in shambles after being appointed the executive director in 2020 just to leave in less than a year. Of course, this information isn't being discussed in the press, so it's hard to hear about it. As a former ICA San Jose employee under Allie Gass and San Jose native born and raised, I know my city doesn't get the TLC in the Bay Area art scene like SF in Oakland. And yes, ICA San Jose wasn't perfect. We perpetuated all the same bullshit as the rest of these institutions, predominantly white staff slash funders slash board slash leadership. But we did prioritize our local artists, and we were great at collaborating with our local community organizations. We were humbled and unpretentious, and San Jose's loved us, and we loved them. And I can, this is just me speaking, but I can attest to that because research assistant Katie Kondo is from San Jose, and she loved the San Jose ICA, and still does. Um, We didn't even call ourselves a museum. We were a community arts organization until Allie Gass came along in the apocalyptic womb (laughs) of 2020 to wave her wand and turn us into a museum overnight. Who the fuck wanted to turn into a museum in 2020? Anyways, I'm so irritated and sad about the future of the ICA San Jose. The board almost left entirely and they are having a near impossible time finding a new executive director. This 40-year-old organization might be in its final days. Why is no one talking about San Jose? It's like this huge elephant in the room. What's going on? I feel like I'm going crazy. 
I'm no longer living in San Jose, but I'm very tapped into what's going on with the ICA San Jose through some anonymous connections. I've actually left the Bay Area slash art world completely because of the emotional trauma slash abuse that I endured, as well as what my colleagues have endured and other arts cultural workers in general. As someone who has worked Yikes. with Allie Gass, I have to say she is extremely traditional in terms of maintaining slash perpetuating the museum status quo. I can go on and on about my experience working with her, however, it is emotionally taxing and triggering. I'm currently focusing my research slash writing on community-centric fundraising models and new ways to imagine participatory philanthropy models because I'm so done. Thank you so much, anonymous writer in. Yeah. Obviously, we're not Ira Glass, and we can't corroborate anything because we don't do any type of fact-checking or journalism on this show. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? But I'd say just on a personal experience level, for the most part, when people who work under someone in the art world say that they had issues, I tend to believe them. It's typically not a one-off situation. I mean, it's typically they're not the only person who experienced that or had difficulties, that there's many people who did. And, you know, I mean, that certainly was one of my sort of observations about the new uh, SFICA was that not only was Allie kind of poached right after she took over the helm or took the helm at the San Jose ICA, which seemed kind of unprofessional to me. I mean, I mean, maybe it's not. I don't really know. But it seems like to leave before years even up seems pretty short-sighted or no, maybe short, short-sighted is the wrong word but it just seems weird to me yeah. um, to leave an institution kind of flailing like that um and then i think she also brought over you know a couple board members and staff members i think from san jose so she she then in turn poached additional people from the ic leaving it more vulnerable which i think i don't know i think it it's i it's in poor taste, I think, to leave an institution like that, to leave an institution in a situation that's actually precarious, um, especially one that is loved and that has been around for so long. And, you know, I just I, I don't I don't admire that kind of behavior. Couldn't agree more, May soon. OK, before we get to our and bird, honestly, after oh, that yeah. letter, it makes me want to recommit. I'm going to recommit to all you listeners out there or for all you listeners to hear to San Jose art, art scene. I'm recommitting. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, that's just more fun that we can have on Caltrain. Yes. I think we also could take Amtrak down there. Okay, Mason, I just have one more thing I need to complain about. Oh, here we go. These motherfuckers at Slide Room who are taking my money <laughs> oh my hand over fist. If you're an artist, you know that uh, it's fucking Slide Room and Submittable have a fucking monopoly on fucking residency applications and all of this shit. And these bastards won't let me sort my old applications, which go all the way back to fucking 2010. I've been fucking dealing with these bastards. And I can't sort my old applications by date. I can't resort them in any way, shape, or form. I just have to look at this jumbled up list of dozens and dozens of applications. My list of broken dreams may soon... Can you just take them all off the the platform? You just, can you just delete them all? No, I don't want to delete them. Do I you want... want them all living there? Yes. 
Because I, I go back in Why? and I look at things I've written for, like, proposals and things like that. And then I kind of Frankenstein things. Into You're doing some work. cutting and pasting kind of stuff? You know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Or even just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I have somebody's phone number who I was using as a reference. And it's on an old application that I can dig up, you know, instead of having to dig in. But you just roll it have you tried emailing? Have you tried reaching out? Oh, to I tweeted them today. So way? everybody get to tweeting. I'm pretty sure it's just at Why not just room. reach out to them first? No, you got to be public about it. It's just like dealing with an airline. I, I have heard that for institutions that use slide room to receive, you know, applications for open calls or whatnot, that it costs something like 25 or $30 an application. See? This is what I'm talking about. I mean, that's like if you have 100 people applying for something, you are paying so much money just to receive those applications. Exactly. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's very organized on the the user end so that it makes it all worth it. There's way less work involved. Nothing than is worth it them. when you can't sort by date. <gasps> that is weird that you can't sort by date. I know. You know who loves to sort by date? Uh, everyone? Alex Harris, author of Birds of Lake Merritt. <laughs> does he sort by date? Published no, by Hayday Press. I'm sure if he could, he would. But he can't because Slide Room is a fascist organization. I want to tell you the ruddy duck, also known by its Latin name, Oxyura jamaicensis, has a length of 14 mm-hmm. to 17 inches. It's one of the lake's more... 14 to 17 Mm-hmm. It's one of the lake's okay, more miniature migrators. The ruddy duck can primarily be found during the winter and winter adjacent months. That's right now, people. Okay, that's now. We're going to look for the ruddy duck. Ruddy Great. refers to the ruddy. red color that the male takes on during the breeding season. Although they're more likely okay. to be muddy ducks at Lake Merritt with a dull gray-brown <laughs> coloration during the winter. Females are dull brown year-round. But they have bright white cheeks with a stripe of brown across in the females. And that can help you, you identify say bright them. white cheeks? Bright white cheeks. So they'll have kind of a dark top of their head, like a funny hat. Then white cheeks and then brown or red. But probably if you're seeing them at Lake Mare, they're going to be brown on the rest of their body. I feel like you could kind of confuse them maybe <clears throat> with a goose. Mm-hmm. But they're small, so you. That's why we're going to need the binoculars. Yeah, do you have binoculars? Get up close. I do. I have two pairs. Listen here, Maysoon. They feed at night, so you might see them resting during the day oh, with their head tucked back, cozily into a wing. <sighs> Isn't that darling? That's really sweet. You gotta have binocs, though, people. I love that. If you're trying to get serious about bird watching, you gotta be getting some good binocs. Okay, Mason, I'm going to be taking my binocs and I'm going to be looking from the bridge. Oh, me too. To the other bridge. To the island in between. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine, Pine Tree. Tree.